0: There we go. Just about forgot to turn on the microphone. How are you today? Great. Great. That's wonderful to hear. Um this past week has been an interesting week. I um I know that many people here from Christ Community Church were volunteering or attending the Global Leadership Summit. How many of you have heard about that? How many of you actually have attended the summit? Wonderful. That's great. It's it's a very good experience and well worth the time and the cost to attend, and I was able to attend, and I certainly was sharing that what I was going to do was kind of get my phone out and secretly record the services on all the sessions, so I could just play it on here and we just have a great time together. Well, I didn't do that, so you're stuck with me. Some of the sessions that were taking place there focused on leadership qualities that came from the perspective of businessmen and women in the world. Some of those other sessions were given by pastors and by faith-based ministries. Bill Hybels is a senior pastor of Willow Creek Association, and uh, he is part of that group that organized this, this conference, this summit together. And he has a saying that I think is pretty relevant for us. And the saying that he had is that the local church is the hope of the world. And that's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it, when you think about it? The local church is the hope of the world. It's a statement that can have some challenges for us. Challenges for us because it talks about us right here in this city. What he's in fact saying is that Christ's community church is the hope of the world. And I believe that this is true a number of the sessions were challenging believers to trust in God, to live their lives in such a way that they would become, that we would become an example to others of the love that God has for us, the love that God has for each and every person. And we were challenged sometimes simply to do whatever it is that God places on our hearts and our minds to do. And he says that it will be something that he will direct us and he will be with us one person at a time, if you need me. And that we are to stay focused, focused on the directions that God has for each one of us. No matter what other people may say or do. So how does that resonate with us? Do you think it's possible for us to stay on the path that God has for us? No matter what the pressure that comes our way, no matter what the comments or the criticisms or the ideas that people might throw at us, can we stay on that path and stay focused on the things that God has for us? It's kind of a bit of a scary prospect, isn't it? No matter what others think. And yet the Bible is full of examples of faithful servants doing exactly this very thing. There's an obvious one. Take Noah. He built an ark. And all the people thought this guy was absolutely off his rocker to build an ark of such a size and magnitude. But he stayed focused on what the Lord had told him to do And he built that ark before the rains came. The rains that were sent to destroy the earth and cleanse the earth of all the self-centered, all the self-indulgent, all the violent and the evil people that had populated the world of that day. And then there's the boy shepherd, David. David, who was ridiculed and mocked when he asked, Why this giant Philistine, Goliath? would dare stand before the army of the Lord day after day and insult them, and nothing was done. If David had listened to the soldiers around him and remembered that his brothers were there too, saying the same thing, if he had listened to them, then he would have gone home instead of picking up those stones and killing this giant of a man and winning the war. You see, God has a purpose and a plan for our lives. And you know what? He is faithful. He is faithful to His word and to His promises and to His purposes that He uses us for to accomplish. He's faithful to see us through to the end of whatever it is that He wants us to do. Well, a number of weeks ago, I spoke here about the troubling times that we're living in. And in that message, we reflected upon our God who does not slumber, who does not sleep, who is always watching over us. And this can be a very good comfort for us as we live our lives in the world that has seemed to have gone a little bit crazy. Four weeks ago, I had the privilege again of speaking here, and I spoke about our true home the one that God is preparing for us in heaven above. And we can have confidence as we live in this world when we remember that this is not our true home. The place that is our true home is that place in heaven, the one that is close to our Creator, who is steady, who is unchanging, and who is so very, very faithful to us. Well, I believe that the Bible is relevant for all of us today in the world that we live in. It contains truth, absolute truth. and That's not an easy word to be heard in these days. It contains the absolute truth about who our Creator is. It reveals who He is, and it reveals what His nature is. And it even reveals what his purposes are so that we can live our lives here and to be a witness in these days of struggle and uncertainty. And you know that we live in a world that rejects the very notion of absolute truth. People will say things like, well, you know, that may be true for you, but I don't think it really works for me. They see things like, That was for people long ago, and it doesn't really apply for us today. Or even things like, well, that's for a weak-minded, superstitious person, and I'm not one of those. And it would seem easier sometimes simply to go along with them rather than argue with them and rather than stand firm in our beliefs. And sometimes we may become silent when we hear these things. And sometimes by our silence, we are in infestants, agreeing with them by saying nothing. The word of God tells us that we are not to remain silent, but we are to share with everyone the good news about the truth of Jesus Christ. So let me ask, how are we doing? How are we doing with this? I know that it may not be easy to tell others about Jesus, especially when we're thinking and concerned about what other people may be thinking of us. It's not easy to tell other people about Jesus when the laws and the company policies seemingly tell us we can't do that. Yet Jesus gave his disciples a command and a commission just before he rose into heaven. At the end of the book of Matthew in chapter 28, Jesus leaves the disciples before he went into heaven with these words. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on the earth. And because of this truth, we are called to be disciples of God. To go into our city, to go into our province, to go into our country, and to make more disciples. And this is not just a call for the apostles back then. It's not just a call for the pastors. It's not just a call for the elders and the deacons of the church. It is a call for every one of us who is a Christ follower. We are called by God to share the good news, to bring hope to the hopeless, to teach them the ways of God. And you know the best way to teach them is not necessarily through our words, but through our actions and how we live our lives. For they are the examples that will have a great effect on those around us. The Bible is telling us here that believers, you and I, are to obey everything that is commanded here. And that's one of the ways that we can be an example to the people here in Nanaimo. And I know obedience sounds like a terrible thing and there's something that wells up within us and goes, I don't want to do that. I like to have my own way and my own things. But understand that God knows what's best and he has purposes and plans, and we will feel so much better when we are living a life of obedience to him. And we find these commandments in the Bible, in this book that has been miraculously preserved for thousands of years, so that all of us here today can pick it up, can read it, and we can know our creator personally. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing when you think about it? That we have this book that we can read and know God personally through what is written here if we take the time. So who are we teaching today? How are we living today? Are we living our lives in such a way that the people may look at us and want to be around us? Can they see something different in us? Do we radiate the confident, joyful love that reflects the love of God, that reflects the joy that He has given to us in our hearts? I believe that it is absolutely possible. And I believe that because we have a great God. In spite of me, We have a God who is greater, who has all authority. We have a faithful God that the Bible tells us he will equip us, and he will always be with us. Even if it seems or feels like he's not around, the Bible tells us that actually, yes, he is around. He's with us. And I don't have to be afraid of messing things up. And I do that sometimes more times than I care to admit. But I don't have to be afraid of that because the Bible tells us that he is going to guide me. He is going to guide all of us. And I take comfort knowing that Jesus is our advocate before the Father. He's our advocate for everyone who heeds the gospel message. He's our advocate for everyone who believes in Jesus for everyone who follows and lives our lives in godly ways that is revealed through the Bible's words. And I can have confidence in this because I know, I know, I know that God is faithful. He is so faithful that even when I slip and fall and I do things or perhaps I even sometimes remain silent and don't step out and say what I need to be said, I know that God is faithful and his faithfulness and his love will help me to get up again who will poke me and move me to speak, to say, to do what needs to be done so that I can live my life for Jesus. It's an ongoing struggle. I think sometimes it's what Jesus talks about when he says take up your cross on a daily basis because there's a fighting that goes on within my heart within all of our hearts, that we don't want to do things, we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. But the Holy Spirit moves within us, and the Holy Spirit brings people into our sphere of influence around us who need to see and hear the words of Jesus. Well, Paul wrote a letter to Thessalonian church, and the second letter he wrote, he he writes a prayer in the third chapter of 2 Thessalonians. And he has a request to the believers in Thessalonians to pray. And these are the words that he asks. He says, finally, brothers, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people for not everyone has faith but the lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one we have confidence in the lord that you are doing and so we have confidence in the lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things that we commanded and may the lord direct you And direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Paul asked them for prayer and for their deliverance from the evil people. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking, you know, we could be saying the same thing as well today. Because there are people in the world, when you look at the news reports, that clearly there is some evil that is working in people's lives. For there are some who are trying to spread terror and fear into our hearts so that we will be curled up and hiding and not doing what God wants us to do. And as we live our lives in godly ways, seeking to tell others about Jesus, as we begin to make disciples right here in Nanaimo, we will most likely meet with some resistance but don't let their words stop us from persevering. Don't let what other people say or do discourage us from telling others about Jesus. That fifth verse to Thessalonians chapter 3 is a prayer for us today. It's a prayer of truth that can bring strength And courage in times when we are feeling very uncourageous and very weak. Paul prays and asks for the Lord to direct our hearts into God's love. You catch that? He wants us to have our hearts directed into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Do you know God's love today? Do you know God's love deep in your heart of hearts this morning? If you're not sure, then I would tell you to ask God to show you. If it's been a long time, then ask God to make it new again. We are all called to tell people about Jesus. And some of us, are going to face trouble for doing this. But God is faithful. Through his word, we can know God's love. Through his word, we can know about his promises. Through his word, we can know about his great faithfulness to us. And by our knowing these things in our mind and in our hearts, and by following them, then we can indeed, as the local church, be the hope of the world. How can we be the hope of the world? By reflecting the love of Jesus to everyone that we meet. By faithfully sharing what Jesus means to you with all of those who you come in contact with. Our task as believers is to introduce and to point people to Jesus. We are to make disciples right here in the Naimo. So let me ask the tough question. How are we doing in this area? Who is it that you are discipling right now? And if you're not, then what is it? Or who is it that is stopping us? You see, this is not an option. It's not something we can opt out of. It's not someone else's job. It's your job. It's my job. It's the job of everyone here in this room who claims Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. Friends, there are no options. Jesus commanded us to make disciples. No one's off the hook. And if we are not reaching out to others, then we are in fact living in disobedience to God's direction and purposes in our lives. So we need then to be intentional. We need then to be focused on those who God has put into our path. And when we sense that gentle nudge within us and within our hearts to say something, to do something, we need to do it in spite of what I feel. I know for myself that sometimes I get those nudges and I have this mental argument going in my mind and I start arguing about it. And I know that that is God because me, myself, I don't want to do it. But I know that when I follow, there are tremendous blessings that come by doing that. So we have to persevere through those moments when we have that mental argument. Persevere through those feelings and follow that leading of the Lord. God intends for this church to grow. God intends to use you and I to make that happen. So cast aside your fears. Cast aside the reasons why not. Cast aside anything that stops us and tell others about the hope that we have in our hearts. Tell everyone that you can about Jesus. And remember that God is always watching over you. Remember that our home is not here in this world, but in heaven above, where God's light and love shines brighter than the sun itself. Remember that this book is filled filled with examples of God's faithfulness to those who love and follow him. So read it, take it to heart, and tell others who you meet about Jesus, the hope of the world. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it is not easy for us at times to step out on a limb and share your words, but you clearly clearly want us to do that. Your word tells us that over and over again, that we are to be witnesses in this world. So I would ask God that you would first of all move in our own hearts, that you would reveal exactly who you are to each one of us here that we would be overwhelmed with that knowledge and that love and that sense of who you are. And in that overwhelmingness, Lord, and that love, that we would just be feel compelled to tell others the truth about who you are, the absolute truth in a world that rejects truth in any shape and form. Help us, Lord, to persevere, to be strong and Holy Spirit guide us each and every moment, guide us so that this place is filled, that all the churches in Anaima would be filled, that all the churches in BC and in Canada would be filled to overflowing with people who are on fire, who know you, who want to share the love that you have for each one of us, so that more and more people would be able to rejoice in your presence. We give you thanks today, Lord, and we ask it all in your precious name. Amen.